Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. Chaos, C-H-A-O-S, critical hate and overwhelming stupidity. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Full Count Chaos. Appreciate you tuning in. The season, this season of the podcast coming to an end. Also, the oil season. Like, going to be throwing out a couple more episodes here. Got a guest coming in or calling in next week. Just going to be wrapping up the season and all the fun shit that we witnessed over the 2021 Orioles season. I want to thank you all from the bottom of my heart. I want to thank you all again for making this another amazing and entertaining season for the podcast. I mean, you guys, I I love you guys getting involved. Great emails, great participation. Love talking with you guys on Twitter and just getting involved with the Orioles. Like I said, we're all family. We're all trying to get through this crisis, watching the Orioles through this. I'm not even going to say it, the R word, but this messy situation that we've been watching. I've met some really awesome people doing this podcast so far. So you guys have really made it entertaining for me. I mean, I love doing the podcast. But a lot of you out there who I keep in touch with or hear from every now and then, you all are great people So and great fans. Shit. If you're a fan year after year with the Orioles, you know, hey, you're, <laughs> you're a good person in my book. So, yeah, I've met some really cool people doing this. When I hosted the, uh, I remember, oh, man, we're talking a long time ago, uh, right outside of Ocean City in Delmarva, I hosted some, like, top 50 rock radio station. <laughs> during the night you want to talk about meeting some interesting people whoo <laughs> those were interesting characters uh so <laughs> i remember when i was wrapping that up i was like well i appreciate everybody and everybody that i've met some interesting people and and uh you know you, you just n- never know what kind of people you're going to meet whenever you're doing a, a radio show podcast whatever i've done i've done a lot of stuff out there the resume it's a good resume i have going on here but this one this podcast love it you guys are outstanding, and I appreciate it. Don't forget, FullCountChaos at gmail.com. Anything on your mind, I want to hear from you guys. Hit me up on Twitter at FullCountChaos. If you want to subscribe, check out prior episodes, head over to FullCountChaos.com. Also, the network I host a podcast with, uh, Sports Drink. Check them out, SportsDrink.org. They got a ton of awesome podcasts, some sports, some not sports, but they have a lot of great content as well. Check them out. Now, I haven't been around lately. All right. I, I haven't been around participating on Twitter. I haven't been throwing out the episodes, getting on a roll here. I know some people have reached out thinking I'm just kind of throwing a, a little temper tantrum that the Orioles are, are obviously, you know, over 100 losses now. And I'm getting frustrated with the uh, the R word. No, it's nothing like that. And I let's say what we've been in a relationship. If you've been here since the beginning of the podcast for about three years. It's a pretty serious relationship, right? Say after the first year going into the second year, it starts getting pretty serious. So I feel I can be honest with you guys. Why not? We're family. We're friends. We're all in this together. Excuse me. All right. But basically what I'm getting at is I don't normally get too personal with my life situations, anything that's dramatic, because look, you're already tuning into a podcast about the Orioles. Why would I want to throw any other dramatic situations towards you that you have to listen to? But again, just so you know, I haven't abandoned shipped and forget about you guys. Oh, the Orioles suck. I don't want to deal with it. It's nothing like that. 
My life's been a little bit of a chaotic mess lately, and that's why I <laughs> haven't had the time to do the podcast and uh, get involved on social media and just participate and respond to some emails. It's been a lot going on out there. And like I said, I normally not try not to throw too much personal stuff at you, but I've been in the hospital for like a, a week and a half to two weeks in and out. Not me, my wife. You know, I don't, I don't mind saying this. My wife, she's fighting kidney disease. Basically, she needs a kidney right now. Doing the whole dialysis thing. There's some scary, scary compl- uh, complications that came up. Putting her in and out of the hospital. It, it, it was just a very scary situation. I know some people say, oh, man, you put like a you know 30-minute podcast out a week. What could be so crazy? Well, when you're going through a situation like that, nothing matters. Nothing does. You know, and sometimes it brings you back down to reality when when you get so upset about sports and the Orioles uh, and the Ravens. That was a tough week, week one. Although week two, that was fun to watch, uh, beating the uh, Chiefs. But it kind of brings you down to reality like, oh, maybe I, I shouldn't get so mad because, you know, there's so much more important things in life. And especially when your loved one's sitting in a hospital bed next to you. I don't know. You know, you just start thinking to yourself, <laughs> maybe I uh, shouldn't get so uh, dramatic over a lot of things. And then the next day I watch the Orioles and I'm cussing and throwing shit at the TV. So whatever. But anyway, I, you know, sitting in the hospital, can't do a goddamn thing to help. I hate that. You know, it's like watching the Orioles. It's like watching the train wreck. They do so bad. There's nothing you can do except just sit there. And, you know, some of those nights I'd be sitting there acting like these nurses and doctors don't know what the fuck they're doing. You know, what? Are, yeah, it's, it's not what you should be doing. You know, who the hell am I? What do I? I watched a 15-minute YouTube video on blood bacteria kidney infections, and suddenly I'm an expert. <laughs> I'm going to start telling these nurses and doctors how to do it. I get up. I'm like, move. Let me do it. Get out of the way. <laughs> no. You know, at, at one point, I felt like I was going to be that guy. I want to speak to a manager. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. It's like, don't get in their way. Just stay out of their way, I kept saying to myself. As much as I wanted to help, it's just I had to take a step back. Look, some nurses and doctors, they just hate their job. They come in with a chip on their shoulder. They don't want to listen. They don't want to smile. They, they just want to clock in and clock out and tell everyone else to shut the fuck up and leave. All right, whatever. But I got to say, there are a lot of great doctors out there. I mean, thank God we only had a, a small percentage of those chip on their shoulder, grumpy, whatever, not willing to listen. But the uh, majority of the nurses <clears throat> that worked with us during the past couple weeks, they, they were wonderful. So thank God for them. Now, one thing I did learn before we move on, got a lot I want to go over, obviously with the Orioles. I got a couple emails that came in that of uh, some people saying, hey, this is what I've learned lately with <laughs> sitting through the uh, R word rebuild. There I'll say it. people going, what, what's the R word rebuild? I hate that word. I don't want to say it. So I try to <laughs> try to find a, a way to bounce around that word. But anyway, some emails came in. I'm going to get to those. But one thing I did learn while being in the hospital, there is no difference. It might be the same food, Panera bread. All right. <laughs> I've heard this argument before. Now, I've eaten Panera bread food, whatever. I've always said it's overpriced hospital food. Kind of just kidding. But being in the hospital with my wife, a lot of times she wasn't hungry. She didn't. She wasn't feeling well. She didn't have an appetite. So instead of walking four and a half miles to the cafeteria, what room we were in, I said, all right, I'll eat it. I'm eating this shit. And I'm like, this is fucking Panera bread. These son of a bitches have been charging us an arm and a leg over Panera bread. Now I know where you get your food from. 
This is absolutely Panera Bread. <laughs> so I'm convinced. And, and I've, I used to eat Panera Bread all the time, but now I'm not going to be able to get that in my head. If I go order something from Panera Bread and start eating it, I'm going to say, yep, this is fucking hospital food. That's what I learned as well, being in the hospital with my wife for almost two weeks. Panera Bread, you sons of bitches. You've been charging us so fucking, you know, here, I'm going to toast some bread. And uh, we're going to roll up some turkey and put an onion on it. And here you go. You're going to love it. Uh, By the way, that'll be $26. It's like you got this from the hospital. Probably leftovers. You know, the hospital ships it over to them. It's like how the um, Major League Baseball, all the balls that hit the dirt and they throw it, they they ship it down to the minors for batting practice. (laughs) That's what the hospital does. Oh, got too many orders of this applesauce and uh, (laughs) turkey panini sandwiches. Ship them on down. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to ever be able to eat a Panera Bread again. My wife and I used to love that place. All right, moving on to some entertainment with the Orioles. But first, Spotify, Green Room app. It's a free audio-only social media platform for sport fans. Start or join ongoing conversations, watch games together, react to the biggest news, rumors, and games. Talk with other sport fans, insiders, athletes, and executives in real time. All you need to do is download the Spotify Green Room app. It's free. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join. That's it. Spotify Green Room app. So anyway, uh, let's move on. Orioles sports. Uh, so again, I just wanted to get that out there at you. I, I didn't. I didn't jump ship. I think about the, the podcast and the Orioles and you guys, and I, I read up on shit all every week, all day, as much as I can. It's just. A little bit of a scenario there. Uh, right before I recorded, the Orioles emailing the shit out of me. I mean, I almost blocked them. How many times they've been email, you know, emailing me the, the prices of tickets, videos of, of all the, the, the great, the, the, uh, the video. What the fuck am I trying to say here? The video that they're sending are, is showing you the experience that you could have, how wonderful it is, all the kids having fun, the great weather. I mean, email after email. One day I got eight emails in the matter. I think it was a couple hours. I guess somebody's not people. They're not communicating over in that department of who they've already emailed, or or maybe that is their process of just nagging the shit out of you. So somebody will go, all right, I'll buy your tickets. Just stop emailing me. (laughs) So, the, uh, I don't think I'm going to buy the uh, season tickets this year. But, yeah, the Orioles are desperate. I mean, what would they have? Uh, a couple weeks ago, they had, like, they announced, like, 4,000 fans or something. And it's so funny when I hear that because when I'm watching the game, it looks like there's eight fans sitting in the in the stadium. It's like there's one there, one there, and they're like, oh, wait a minute. I think that's one sitting way up there in left field. And that's about it. And they're like, 8,700. I'm like, bullshit. Like, what, 99% of the people who bought tickets decided, no, nah, I'm not going to go. I'm good. But there's been a few things that I've missed uh, since I haven't uploaded an episode and, and, and being distracted with shit. I love uh, dickbag Robbie Ray throwing a temper tantrum. The going back and forth, uh, well, it wasn't even a back and forth. It was just Brandon Hyde dropping F-bombs, letting uh, Robbie Ray know what an asshat he is. Everyone- And also, it doesn't help that when there's an Orioles game in Camden Yards during the day, there's only 11 fans. So anything that gets shouted out, (laughs) you're going to hear everything on the TV with all those boom mics they have everywhere. Wait, what did you say? Look, Brandon Hyde will stick up for any of his players 100% of the time, but he's also on the edge, right on the edge of trying to hang on for dear life, managing the Orioles for the past few years. I mean, he is on 
just that that you know tippy toe edge of, of trying to keep his sanity. So anything that bothers him, it's going to escalate big time. But Dick Dick Bag Robbie Ray is what I've been was saying all that week. I mean, this is what we're doing apparently. When pitchers have a bad game, they're going to say they're stealing signs. You know, not all of them. Little bitch boy Robbie apparently is one of them. There's a few of them I've seen where they all. Oh, it's a little. What, what word did he kept using when he was uh, trying to weasel his way, try to be real slick on talking about how the Orioles were stealing signs? He found it curious. That's what he said. He thought it was curious that they weren't swinging at his slider. McKenna hit a home run off your slider, you shitbag. That bothers me. So he has a bad game, and he's throwing a little temper tantrum that the worst team in baseball had a good game against him. He doesn't even know in professional sports anything can happen. So that was, you know, some entertainment that I saw. I actually uh, was I, I think I was in the hospital still at that time watching the game unfold. Anyway, so, yeah, Robbie Ray uh, getting scolded. By Brandon Hyde, it looked like father's son. The father's yelling at the son because Robbie Ray didn't say anything back. He just had that look like, you're embarrassing me, Dad. Stop yelling at me in front of all these people. But he wouldn't say anything back. <laughs> so, yeah, Brandon Hyde doing what he does, sticking up for his players and just mouthing off. And towards the end of the season, everybody's tired. They want to go home. If you're on the Orioles, they just want this shit to end. Brandon Hyde's got to deal with little dick bags like Robbie Ray. So anyway, uh, continuing on with more entertainment, Ryan Mountcastle, who, of course, I've said, and it doesn't take a genius. A lot of you have said out there that he's going to be an extremely great batter, offensive batter. Okay. His arm was the, uh, the concern when he was coming up through the minors, they were trying to figure out where to put him. But I think if he, uh, you know, starts playing at first base, DH, whatever, he's going to be great because he leaped over. Cal Ripken's rookie home run record, obviously Mountcastle at 30 home runs. Of course, Cal Ripken had 28 his rookie year, and Mountcastle jumped right over that. What was that? Thursday against the Yankees, just crushed one out. So Ryan Mountcastle's having a fun year, and that's what I'm saying, man. He He's just going to keep getting stronger, smarter. He's not swinging at those uh, sliders four and a half feet out of the uh, strike zone. He seems like he's being a little more patient. And if he continues to work on that, man, he's going to be a scary motherfucker in that batter's box. I mean, he's also (laughs) ready to go home, basically. I mean, you know, he's batting 263. He's got 83 RBIs, of course, 30 home runs, 815 OPS. But his last seven games, I mean, I'm sorry, his last 15 games, he's batting 222, 63 at bats, 14 hits. He's gotten five home runs in the past 15 games, but. I think, you know, his uh, OBP is at 300, <laughs> but I, I think he's just, you know, everyone's just getting tired and, but Mountcastle, Hey, having a guy like him to be able to come up in any kind of situation and just rock one. I mean, I'm seeing him hit home runs lately where he's bringing his hands in all the way in and hooking it to left field. And it goes back 10, 15 rows. I mean, this dude's fucking strong. And that's what we knew about Mountcastle when he was going to come up. It, was, it wasn't his bat that anyone was concerned about. It was his arm. Apparently, he just had jello arm. Nope. <laughs> and, but everyone was like, who cares? At that point, everyone was just like, bring him up. Please bring him up. 
So that's one of the players. Hey, we all try to say, look, the Orioles obviously aren't doing anything this year. Is there anything that you still tune into to watch specifically? A lot of people that I talk to, it's Ryan Mountcastle. They just get entertained. You know, again, said this a hundred times before when he comes up to bat, he's a guy that you stop what you're doing and watch what's about to happen. And then of course you got Cedric Mullins. My dad says Cedric. I've told him it's Cedric. who will call me. Did you see Cedric? Like, I don't know anybody who's ever been named Cedric. <laughs> Cracks me up. But you got Cedric Mullins, 301 average. So he's almost in the 30 for 30 club. He's already got 30 stolen bases. Just needs one more home run. I'm sure the guy will do it. But that's another name. Another guy that you tune into to watch because he's fun. He's fun to watch in the game of baseball. So we've got that. And another guy I've enjoyed watching play, Austin Hayes. When he stays healthy, he's proven that he can wreck some shit. He, he's quick, not as fast as uh, Mountcastle we talked about last episode, which I still can't get over that, how fast Mountcastle is. But we've got Austin Hayes. I mean, since he's been back, he's only he's, he's only been out for two games, but he's batting 254, 21 home runs, 65 RBIs, 768 OPS. The guy's tearing it up. I mean, he's hitting home runs. He against the Yankees. I, I God dang. A couple of those games uh, that when the Yankees were in Camden Yards, uh, we should have won. Austin Hayes had a two-run home run in the bottom of the eighth. Tyler Wells, unfortunately, just couldn't close it out. I still have high hopes for Tyler Wells, by the way. I mean, the guy, you know, he's eight foot six. He just comes <laughs> running out like he's about to tear some shit up. His first save was what? Judge Stanton and Rizzo in New York when the Orioles went two out of three against them. Uh, but anyway, not to go off on another uh, topic here, but I just want to say I was mentioning Tyler Wells, and I think you know he, he's going to be all right. I know he's struggling past few games, but I think he'll, he'll be all right in the bullpen. But uh, Austin Hayes, he just you know hits that two run home run, felt the Orioles going to win. Then he did it again the next night. And the Orioles actually did win that game against New York. And again, he's just a strong guy. Those home runs, he's just bringing in his hands on these inside pitches and, and the ball's leaving the stadium. I mean, I, it doesn't look like some of those home runs that Austin Hayes is hitting, it looks like it's going to be a routine fly ball, to me at least. I mean, some of those he brings in his hands so much. Like Ryan Mountcastle, you just don't know. Like, is that actually going out? So, hey, that's three guys in the lineup where I can't wait to see. <laughs> no, that's not true. So, look, basically everybody who plays on the Orioles, I get excited to watch, right? But Austin Hayes, man, he's just got lightning fast hands. And if he continues to do what he's doing, Elias is going to get a great prospect for him. <laughs> I just think Austin Hayes is not going to be in the future of the Orioles. I, I don't. I just think Austin Hayes is one of those players that Elias is going to try to pick up some prospects. But anyway, uh, continuing on with entertainment with the Orioles, and, and I don't know, I wouldn't say this is entertainment, because it's such a dickbag thing to say. If I had dickbag of the week, this guy would have been dickbag of the year. Kyle Farnsworth, I'm sure you're familiar with what I'm talking about. But it's been a while since I've spoken with you folks. So I'm just kind of throwing some stuff out there that I noticed. I'm just like, what the hell? I definitely want to talk about this. But Kyle Farnsworth, he's a former uh, pitcher. I mean, he's pitched for everybody. Cubs, Tigers, uh, Braves, Yankees, Royals, Rays. Pirates, I'm probably forgetting one or two. He's been all over the place. And he's one of those guys, and you see this a lot. A lot of ex-sport players, they get on Twitter, 
and they act like a fucking moron and say some stupid shit because they're not in the spotlight anymore and it's probably killing them. And the only way they can get in the spotlight or their name trending on Twitter is they just say some stupid dickbag shit. You know, it's like back in the 90s, those shock shock radio hosts in order to get a name. You know, they got to say something shocking so everybody talks about them and, and they get people tuning in. Well, Trey Mancini, I don't know if you ever heard of him, plays for the Orioles, plays first base mostly. Uh, he, he's sitting out due to soreness. It was a couple weeks ago. And, of course, for obvious reasons, he needed some time off. For, you know, whether he says it's a foot or hand, an elbow, and he, he just needed a day off. And Trey's name was the only name out there that was talking about players who needed a day off for soreness. It was only his name. So Kyle made a stupid fucking comment on Twitter and received an absolute ass spanking from basically everyone on Twitter that day. I scrolled through because I was bored sitting in the hospital. I scrolled through a ton of comments because I wanted to try and find some people who are sticking up for him. Because I don't know, maybe I would have trolled. Maybe I would have got on there and told him to go fuck themselves, whatever. But I couldn't find anybody who is sticking up for Kyle Farnsworth. And here's what he said on Twitter. And I know it started being a joke where people who are writing in would say, P.S. I don't have Twitter because I would be talking about a lot of stuff that was said on Twitter or any blogs or articles or what people say. You know, I get it. Not everyone had Twitter and people were going, hey, we don't know what you're really talking about. So I understand. So this is why also I'm throwing it out there. Maybe you didn't know any of this was going on. So here's his tweet. This was when it was announced that Trey Mancini was going to be sitting out due to soreness. He says, so I just saw that an MLB player didn't play today because of general soreness. Are you kidding me? It's September. Everyone is sore. If you can't play through soreness, you shouldn't be playing through the sport. SMH, obviously shaking my head. So obviously this just spread like wildfire. Everybody came out and was like, all right, this guy's a dick. Let's let him know exactly why he's a dick. And boy, I mean, not just not just random people on Twitter. I'm talking about athletes, celebrities. Here's an example, Marcus Stroman. And I got to give massive props to him because he didn't just put out one tweet and let it go. He retweeted a bunch of tweets because I actually went on his page and I was just kind of curious on, on some of the things that he was saying. Um. Uh, pertaining to this because I did see a couple of his comments and I'm like, damn, he, I mean, he came off the top ropes to help out Trey Mancini, but I noticed on his page, he was retweeting, just ran it. Look, people with two followers. I know that sounds silly. You know, talking about how many followers someone has, but Marcus was just retweeting everybody's tweet when they were going after uh, Kyle Farnsworth for being a dick that day. So I got to give props to him. That was pretty cool. How Stroman, came in and uh, defended uh, Mancini. But here's what Stroman tweeted out. He said, my man Trey Mancini is a living legend, a true role model to the youth who has battled an incredible amount of adversity. Past players with poo-poo careers slash opinions need to keep it down. (laughs) Uh, He continues, he's a cancer survivor who beat the odds and is a blessing to society. Keep inspiring Trey. That's awesome. I was never a fan of Marcus Stroman. I always thought he was Mr. Showboat on the mound, and he always seemed like he kind of mouthed off every now and then, but I'm sorry. The guy, he's in my book of of favorite people for sticking up for Trey like that. 
and he was replying and responding to Kyle. He had his name in his Twitter, so he wasn't just randomly tweeting, hope, hopefully uh, hoping Kyle sees it. Kyle Farnsworth was tagged in that tweet. Then you had news outlets jumped on the fun, including TMZ. <laughs> and it's just this guy was trending on Twitter for a shitbag thing that he said. You know, when that happens, that's rough enough when you're trending. You, I mean, you don't want to be trending on Twitter for a bad thing. But then you got, you know, TMZ, Fox News, you had other uh, websites and, and news outlets that were uh, <laughs> putting out articles about how much, uh, how much of an asset he is. I mean, you're officially getting roasted. So you had, you know, just people all over Twitter just attacking him for days. And then he tried to come out and say, hey, hey, I think there's a little misunderstanding. I, I didn't know. I, I didn't know that Trey Mancini would. No, no, fuck bag. You, you absolutely knew because Trey Mancini was the only name that was on the list that day. And then you happen to put out your tweet. Oh, boy. Good stuff. So I'm a fan of Marcus Stroman now. <laughs> there you go. I'm uh, obviously if he's pitching against us, I'll be rooting against him. But. Any other game, go Marcus. Proud of that guy. All right, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. A couple weeks ago, I just said, hey, this season, how do you feel? What have you learned? What are your thoughts? You know, a few years into the, uh, I'm going to say it, into the rebuild. And just wanted to see what was on your mind here. Uh, Email from Greg. He's from Hartford County. Appreciate it. Always want to hear where you guys are writing in from. (laughs) He says, this is bullshit where people are saying it's not worth the lives of Angelos to spend money on a couple good players to grab 10 to 15 more games is garbage talk. He says, that's no way to play this game. If there's any chance to win more games, you should be jumping on that at any time. Those extra 10 to 15 games could turn into 16 to 20 easily. You just don't know. At least the fans would enjoy some more winning games. Isn't that what this game is all about for the fans? Some Greg, appreciate it. Yeah, no, I hear you. No one's arguing with that. No one is arguing that we would be upset if they spent more money to get more wins. What we do is we take a step back and we go, all right, we, we see why he's not dumping a bag of money to get a bunch of players. Okay. But I, but I hear you a hundred percent on doing things for the fangs, Greg. I mean, this is a game. It's just, it's all about entertaining fans who come to the game. They want fans to spend their money. They want fans to buy tickets. They want fans to buy memorabilia. It's all up for the fans to get them involved and entertain them. So that argument, I'm with you. But they are trying to do this for the fans. At the same time, that's exactly what they're doing. It's what they're doing right now. That's why we're watching them go through the, uh, the R word. Okay, but Greg, arguments on both sides. And look, if they dumped a bunch of money and got a shit ton of players and then we only won, you know, maybe 65, 70 games, hey, fuck it. I'd say, look, at least they tried. I wouldn't go, hey, hey, wait a minute. This wasn't the plan. You got to wait till all the good prospects come up, then spend your money. You know, I'd be like, all right, fuck it. We tried. Good for Elias and the Angelos boys for spending some money to make this team better. I always try to use this example. Not a big NASCAR fan. But, you know, in NASCAR races, cars go, what, like 200, 210 is what they, uh, is, is the speed that they're traveling on those races. If your car only went 160 and you knew over a couple years you were going to start getting in some, uh, 
some equipment that was going to start building your engine, getting it up, you know, 190, 195, and then you'd spend the big money to get that bad boy up to 210, 215. You know, if you were spending a lot of money and it only got up to 175, 180, you probably wouldn't do it. You'd say, all right, I feel like I'm going to waste my money, but maybe you would. I don't know. Actually, I'm saying this example out loud. I I don't know. It's a pretty stupid fucking example, but you get what I'm saying, right? I say, I use this example a lot. Actually, I don't. I'm glad I don't. (laughs) But you get what I'm saying pertaining to uh, dumping in the money to to, uh, win it all. But Elias is going to have to spend some money, Greg. So you're right. I mean, three years ago, I I really wouldn't have this argument, but how bad the pitching's been just fucking horrendous. The bullpen just blowing game after game after game. Yeah. The bullpen will have a good game every now and then the starting pitchers. I mean, the young guys, they shit the bed over the season. So yeah, they're going to have to spend some money. I'm not saying go out and buy three aces and, and six bullpen guys, but they got to spend some money to, to get this bullpen. You keep these guys in the game because the bullpen they have right now, it's, I mean, you're winning seven to two going in the ninth. You don't know what's going to happen. I mean, it's brutal. So I'm pretty sure Greg, that Elias and the boys are going to spend some money to try to get the pitching in the bullpen moving along a little bit. And because, you know, Grayson, we're going to see soon. Adley's going to be starting in the season. So we're going to be adding on some more talent. So I think he's going to start, Spending a little more money as, as the years are going on. So I appreciate the email, Greg. All right. Uh, this email is from Harv. Uh, Harv says, I have learned. Wait a minute. Do I have the right email up? Yeah, Harv. Okay, H-A-R-V. Harv says, I have learned this season. Fans did not know how much agony and patience was going to be part of this rebuild. This has been harder than I thought this was going to be, and I am unfortunately starting to lose interest and want nothing to do with this team. Like you have said on your podcast, if a restaurant serves shitty food, why would I keep going back to give them my money just because they're a local family-owned restaurant? Prove to me you are willing to put out a good product, and I'll be a part of it again. This team is just an embarrassment. <laughs> Appreciate the email, Harv. Yeah, I, I did make that example. I was making that example and not saying, hey, stop watching the Orioles or move to another team or don't bother with baseball. I was basically stating how I was seeing people on TV and radio who people have a lot of respect for out there in the entertainment business with sports telling people you need to go out there and support your Orioles, your local team and go watch them. That struck me a little wrong. I I didn't like that. So I did use that example. Look, uh, my wife and I, we tried to support a lot of restaurants during the, the COVID quarantine and, this and that and trying to do everything we could to support these little locally owned places. But if you're a restaurant who's serving dog shit food and I'm sick and (laughs) it's just tasted like dog shit, I don't know what dog shit tastes like, but I'm sure it tastes pretty bad. Yeah. I'm not going to support you. It's just not going to happen. But pertaining to the Orioles and sports, though, I'm still going to watch them. still going to read everything about them and, and get involved. I was just making the example of not going to the games. So hopefully, Harvey, you didn't tap out completely. But if you did, look, I get it. My friend who tunes into the podcast sent me a text when he heard me say that example. He's like, well, that, that's called a fair weather fan. No, I, again, I'd explain it. I'm not saying tap out completely and come back when they're winning. I'm saying I don't blame you if you don't want to spend your money on going to a game, bringing your kids, your family. I mean, it's expensive. That's all I was saying. Don't change teams. All right, stay with the Orioles. 
but I'm seeing a lot of people tap out, man. And it's a shame. I try to talk with some people that I know and have some fun conversations during an Orioles game in some of the group chats that we have and just nothing. Just text back of, oh, yeah, I'm not home or, oh, I didn't know they were playing today. I mean, just sad, depressing. It's like, come on, guys. But who am I to bitch at him? I mean, not everyone's the same when it comes to being a sports fan. So I'm not that guy who's going to start getting on him about it. I don't want to be that person, you know, when you stop smoking and then you give everyone who keeps smoking a hard time. Why the fuck are you smoking? So I just said, all right, whatever, and moved on. Tried somebody else texting. Did you see that? Anyway, so yeah, appreciate the email, guys. Fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Always want to hear from you guys. Next week, I'm having on a guest. We're just going to be wrapping up the season, talking about shit that we've learned, that we liked and disliked, and, of course, the uh, random questions at the end, just having fun, learning a little bit more about the uh, person that I'm having coming on. So, again, I just wanted to throw out there what I've been going through. I didn't want you guys thinking I was just, like I said, jumping ship. I, I Nothing like that at all. Just had a lot of shit going on, and uh, we're, we're going to get through this, but... As always, I just appreciate you guys participating in the show. It means so much to me. And I love the Orioles. You love the Orioles. We're all trying to get through this together. So, again, anything on your mind, love to hear from you. Fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Till next time.